Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. There'd be a lot of poop in my hands. I've <laughs> <laughs> seen a six-foot alligator go swinging through the air and slam into a tree. These guys are the scientists of the supernatural, lecturers leaving lessons for inquiring laymen. They are applying the scientific method to a world that baffles science. They are the cryptids of the corn. But who else has big black wings and red eyes? Um, Batman. Oh, Mothman. Oh, yeah, Mothman. A great white shark was stolen. Oh, someone stole a shark? I got stuff for you you don't even know about. She's a witch. She turned me into a newt. Who knows? Anything could be possible. Anything could be possible. It's really big. Mm -hmm. Abduction vibes. Holy moly. It sounds like you were abducted. And it just stood up. I mean, it just like kept going and going. And she goes, what the... start coming in you gotta like get loose with it move your hips as we're sitting in podcast chairs which (laughs) shout out to brandy anglin got us brand new studio chairs and they're wonderful thank you yeah they are really nice they're hot pink and we sit in a neon green room so it's great colors i am the great and powerful mr e and i am wd40j (laughs) together we're crypts the corn podcast today we are joined by a super friend. We met him at Crypticon in person at a hangout. Been talking on Facebook for a while. Uh, he's about the most lenient person I've ever had with scheduling dates. <laughs> I've only had to move him around like 85 times. But he's here. But he's here, and he's got great stories for us. Welcome, David. Woo! Thanks, guys. Thanks. Oh. Good to be on the show. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, we're glad to have you. A quick question before we get into it. Could you hear the intro when it was playing? Yes. Okay, good. I've got a mixed bag. I think it's on their end. Oh, Because okay. uh, we had, uh, I don't think Rick could hear it. Oh, okay. So a couple so, weeks ago, podcast time travel, because season three is not out for when we're recording this, but when it comes out, it will be. Uh, we had Rick on, and he couldn't hear the intro and the outro play. So it's kind of, he's sitting there in silence. As you're dancing. As we're dancing. <laughs> right. Uh, but no, we met you at Crypticon. You came up, and you have some really cool stories. Uh, but we just want to thank you for being a listener and hanging out and just, it's a lot of fun. You, you wear our shirts around. I've seen it. You post pictures of it. Yep. Yep. Dudes, I represent. That's for sure. <laughs> I, I wear it several times. I've even wear it to work. People are like cryptids of the corn. I'm like, yeah, great podcast. I, even uh, one of my veteran friends that work next to me. He started listening to you because I listen to you, you know, so he listens to all the podcasts that I listen to. So, yeah, well, I definitely represent. Yeah. Well, thank you. You're an influencer. And be watching your mailbox <laughs> because you get a present cause for being so lenient. <laughs> right, uh, right. But no, you. so when you first came up, you were starting talking about a, uh, a, a pretty notable Bigfoot encounter from your home county. Uh, but you... Yeah. 
you've collected other encounters and other stories of people you know or people you've come across too. And so it's going to be a really fun episode. I'm not showing Jay my notes. So Jay has no idea what you told me today. All right. <laughs> but it's a lot. It's going to be awesome. But why don't we get started with that, uh, the ladies' Bigfoot encounter? Okay. So uh, what was happening was uh, I happened, it was a time in my life where I happened to be going through a divorce. And uh, I was just messing around on the computer one night. And I thought, well, I'm going to search at Bigfoot encounters in Indiana. And so I ended up searching up and actually found a website and it had an encounter in my county. So I clicked on it and I've read it, which you've read the encounter, but she posted it on a different website for that one than the website that I found it on. Anyway, uh, so I read the encounter and in the encounter, she had said that she had called the deputy sheriff to call the sheriff's department and had them come out because she reported a prowler because she knew they wouldn't come out if she told them that she was uh, having a Bigfoot encounter. So uh, she's a really intelligent woman. And uh, so I happened to work with the deputy sheriff reserve guy at the time. So I started investigating. I was like, really piqued my interest. So I had him trying to figure out who the deputy was that went on that call. Well, in the meantime, in a weird sort of circumstances, a guy I worked with at the factory uh, lived with this girl. She rented him a room. And uh, so he, she, he was telling me about this. So I went down and talked to him and he told me all about it ended up finding out where she lived and I went out and talked to her and uh you know she had pictures she had footprint cast she has hand cast and stuff you know it's been several several years ago and uh, lives went on since then and I talked to her on messenger not too long ago and she said that she had all that stuff put away and she'd have to dig it all out but so I don't know if her encounters are still going on or not. I know it's coming up on the anniversary of it in a couple of weeks that it happened. So I'm planning on going out there and seeing uh, if I can scare up any noise or whatever. And in this spring, when I plan on going up, there's a lake, a state lake that's right behind her property. And, uh, so I figured that would be a good place to go, maybe find some footprints or something like that. And she could probably direct me around. I have it. a lot of things happened in life and I never really got to pursue the thing other than what she showed me and the, the uh, pictures and stuff that she showed me. But yeah, her encounter was uh, she come home from work, I think it was. And her dogs were raising hell or something, and they she let them out. And uh, when she let them out, something moved. It caught her attention out of the corner of her eye to her left. And when she looked, this thing stood up. And the thing, the thing is, on that property, right where it was at, there used to be an old truck set there and a security light. Like, so it would have been right in the part where she could actually see this thing 
and it stood up and she said it was probably eight or nine foot tall and seven or 800 pounds. It was a big alpha male for sure. And, uh, she grabbed her dogs and ran back in the house and got her shotgun and locked the door and called, like I said, called the uh, sheriff and the sheriff come out and it scared her. She had a cow. I think it says it, it, it scared her. So her cow so bad that it went out in the pond. They couldn't get it out of the little pond hmm. that they have there. And, uh, then the officer, I guess she ended up telling him exactly what was up and he suggested that she put uh, security lights up. And so she put the security lights up on her house and then these things started throwing sticks and rocks and stuff at her house. So it got so bad one night that she ended up having to pack her kids up and go to town and staying at a friend's. And then she ended up taking the lights down and I don't think she had any more trouble like that. And, uh, pretty much that's it. She just has a lot of weird stuff happen on her property. I know that she has the Bigfoot stuff going on. And then on her camera trap, she had always had a lot of like orbs. She got mm -hmm. pictures of for some reason would trip her camera and there would be an orb. It was really strange. Um, what year did this take place when she saw? I believe that was 2005. Okay. And then um, I went out, walked around the property, and I didn't see nothing. You know, I've been there a couple of times, and I've never seen anything, but I've never been there at night. Hmm. Now, she did tell me that prior to this, she was a, a widower at the time, and this was a new place that they had bought and moved to this property here. She had told me that she had moved, lived in a property down the road from there, and that they used to, uh, like her kids used to tell her that the hairy man was looking in the window at her. Oh, gosh. And that uh, they always had a problem with, they had like rabbit cages and stuff like that. They raised rabbits and things, and they had class like you would on the end of a dog uh, leash. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's how they locked their cages. And these things would be off of the cage and the rabbit would be gone. Hmm. So it would have to be probably, some, you know, I'm not saying there's not vagrant or something. Maybe you never know people living in. I know somebody had a camera trap set out way out in the woods and caught this like hobo looking guy walking through the woods. So you never know, but, uh, but the hairy story, hairy man stories and, uh, that her kids said and, uh, that, uh, and then her story now in the pictures that I've seen that she has and stuff, uh, you know, I totally believe her. And then, like I said, I've had similar, not similar, I've had things happen to me around there that I can't explain uh, other than something big had to have done it. So it, I don't know it, where do you want to go from there? So, uh, yeah. Real quick, before you start sharing some of those, I want to cover her story a little bit more. Mm -hmm. uh, right. First thing is that's a smart cow. Yeah. I yeah. A cow's hard to kill no matter what, but you know, it's really hard to kill 
cow in the middle of a pond. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. I'm just thinking, like, 900-pound cow is, you know, hard to kill on land. And he ain't coming out. And he ain't coming out of that pond easy. <laughs> but no, no. Uh, if I remember right, and it's been a while since I read the full encounter, but you sent it to us and it was great, that when the dog ran out, she went outside, too, before the Bigfoot yeah. stood up. So she was yeah. out with the thing. Right. She was probably within 20, 20, I'd say 20 feet or less, probably. Oh, jeez. Because I, I was there where the truck was mm-hmm. at. You know, I've been on the property and seen it, and uh, she was probably within 20 feet or less of this thing when it stood up. And so this is southern Indiana, right? Right. She said it was black and uh, it had some gray in the hair, to, you know. Hmm. That's a that's a big one. But uh, so in this, it was a winter encounter. I'm, so I'm trying to remember everything. I've read so much big. I, I want to say it was on February second. I want to say so really but close it may have been like February fifteenth or something. I don't know if you've ever gotten back to our Bigfoot migration episode. It's really long time ago, season one. Mm-hmm. But I really think these Midwest Bigfoot, and that's why this is important, is that this that's the time of year they'd be down there. That's the time of year they'd have activity spikes and stuff like that. Right, because things are starting to bloom and get, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And they kind of, to me, I think they follow, the, uh, you know, say like morel mushrooms. Right, they follow that they spring start, line They up. come up in Tennessee before they come up yep. here, so you mm-hmm. follow them through, you know. So that's called the spring line. They go up line. in Michigan, yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Yeah, I, think I totally they do. agree there. And there was a guy that was on uh, Eric's podcast, The Uncomfortable, and he only lives like 30 miles from me. And from what I understand, some Bigfoot people say that these things can travel 60, 100 miles a day, no problem. And that they can go like from where I live to where he lives, it could probably go and only cross little country roads and stuff Mm -hmm. most of the way there. So, and then another really, so you hit on a lot of cool stuff that I, I'm sure you probably realize, but everybody at home may not have, uh, the body of water is a big deal, especially with active, continuous Sasquatch activity. You know, any, any, anybody can have a Bigfoot act, you know, a Bigfoot sighting on any place in this world. But it almost always seems when we have continuous activity, it's around a good water source, whether that's a river, stream, spring, or, or lake, and it's rural. So yeah, food. Yeah, they're secluded. Yeah, food, water, and space. Mm-hmm. That's a good area for. I mean, even it's people don't get the idea of what Southern Indiana looks like, you know. Uh, and there's so many farms, and so many, and the deer are crazy. Their food would not be a problem for them. I guarantee that. Mm-hmm. And then it getting around the house. I always, I I'm pretty. I'm a big believer that these guys, some, especially some of these individuals, Sasquatch, can be a uh, trash can scavengers. I think they're right. really good with it. So getting that well, close. Had, sorry, my bad. I, I cut you off. No, it's uh, okay. She has uh, fruit trees in her yard. Oh god! Oh, even more. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, rabbits, so, fruit. Watch the kids all night. Never did get a picture of them. She put a camera trap in in the trees, and what she did, she's so and she's a really smart woman. Like I said, she modified her camera traps to, and 
somehow they run off a solar battery and mm-hmm. she and they so she could just leave them out and not have to go do the batteries and mm-hmm. stuff yeah so bad and um but she had one in the tree one of the fruit trees behind her house and it never did get a picture of a bigfoot or anything but it got a really weird like ray shooting down out of the sky i mean it was just like a beam but like i could describe it'd be like a uh, lightsaber but coming from right. down out yeah the sky, couldn't see what it was coming from because the camera the picture is only so big right it wasn't catching what it was coming from and i that was really weird another big thing is like you said at the time she was a widower so a single woman with kids yeah so, some of the scariest reported sasquatch encounters are that scenario a single a single woman with kids or like uh, the brown property out in california they would have no sasquatch activity while the husband was home but he would travel you know a week or two at a time for work and then the property would explode uh like and he like whether how smart you want to put him, it's a personal preference. But they would get on the Brown property. She would hear her husband's voice being mimicked in the woods, calling their dogs. Right. And whether it's purposely trying to calm and lure them away, or it just as mimicking a noise it heard, you know, it it could be either. But definitely, that's a, a woman with kids. That is, I don't know if it's just a curiosity thing, and the alpha alpha male isn't present of us, so it's like okay, I can. I can come into their territory. It's just a weird. Well, I do know from uh, the pictures that I've seen and stuff uh, that it was a family unit. It wasn't just him. Mm. There was yeah. uh, two other big ones, which I'm going to assume was a juvenile or a smaller male and uh, then a female. And I want to say there was five of them but i know for sure that there was a white baby a white baby because there's one picture that the mom is carrying a white one on its on her hip and it's off in the distance but you can see it and you can make out you know and uh, so yeah and then what was really weird was um uh, couple of years after I met her and I seen them pictures and all that stuff, some guy up the road in the town close to us uh, decided to hoax a Bigfoot thing. And some Bigfoot hunter come in and that was when they figured out it was a hoax or whatever. But the local newspapers uh, had people write in and tell their encounters if they had mm. encounters. And somebody from out of town wrote that they were out in the area where this girl lives and they had an encounter with a white one Hmm. right in the same area, probably within three or four miles of her house. So so I thought thought that was weird. Yeah. I could understand people, somebody writing in and writing up, but, that specific saying it was white and then i remembered that her picture yeah that's that's amazing you don't you hear it's very 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 rare in the beginning to hear about a white bigfoot period let alone an adolescent you know i kind of go with it as it being a, a recessive color 
that just pops up every once in a while. But a lot of other researchers think it's like an old age thing. Like silverback gorillas, you know, the more silver they have on their back, mm-hmm. the older right. they are. I don't know, but a baby white one. Yeah, I, that's probably our first. I, that's the first time I've ever heard of a baby white heard one. That one, which is awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. But I, I want to bring up another thing. I have two- to. Uh, I actually have the pictures or some of the pictures on an old computer of mine, but I've lost everything. I've got to get to where I can get on the hard drive and download the stuff off the hard drive and I can get them. And then when I get them, I will send them to you. Awesome. Yeah, I'd love that. I will literally put them on the wall. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and Because, it, yeah, it's no, I couldn't believe it myself. She tried do, setting her cameras around it, but it's like on all these things the she put apples up in trees and stuff like that and try to lure them in and get pictures. And that was where you could get, she would get pictures of them off in the distance, but never nothing up close when, where they get the apples and stuff. And I, it was always kind of weird. I don't know, you know, so for I don't the, know how they manipulate that stuff, but yeah. for somehow they seem to be able to manipulate that. So trail cameras use an infrared laser for a trigger. Uh, so there's constantly, we, we uh, humans can't see it and deer can't see it, but there's a little red laser that comes out the front of it. Right. And I think they can. So they can literally see like a little laser pointer in the tree and they're like, okay, that's not right. Even if you hide it and stuff like that, they may not see the camera itself, but they can see that big bright light to them coming off it. And they're like, okay, that's not right. Like that's, I'm not going over near there. Uh, right. But when she installed the lights... They went crazy, started throwing stuff at the house, started, you know, yeah. and then when she took them down, it stopped. So there's obviously yeah. something that they, they want access to that property for, yeah. whether it's entertainment, watching them and the kids, whether it's a food source of the rabbits. I don't, I don't think it's that because I don't know how many rabbits they had, but there's only so, so many rabbits you can take. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think at the house, she didn't have none of that stuff. I think she had the cow and that was about it yeah. and the dog. So... So she, I think she left that behind when her husband passed okay. away. I think that moving, she didn't bring in the animals or nothing like that. She did. She may have some chickens running around. Hmm. But she didn't. So she moved, I guess, not too far away, right? And then whatever. Right. I think I haven't been to her other place, but the way I gathered from talking to her, it was just down the road from where she hmm. lived now. But these things. Maybe in a more secluded. Yeah. M- yeah. More woodsy part of the uh, place because like right down the road coming up to her house you know there's a lot of woods and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and like i said depending on which way you're coming in but the one way uh, uh, if you're coming from town on the right you we've got the state forest you know and you that goes for miles Mm. and it's it's awesome. It seems like they kind of followed her. So I was going to say bit. this: if you want to go really positive with it, yeah, she she so her husband passed away at the old house, and then she moves to this one. So if you want to go, I don't know how I feel about this, but this is a thought that they could be watching over them, knowing that the that the husband is dead. Mm-hmm. That like, okay, now this family, like you know, we've been going through these guys. We know the kids, like we watch them and all this stuff. Now dad's dead, so. We should help out, watch over them. Yeah, maybe something. I don't know if that's that's just a thought that popped into my head. I don't know how I personally feel about that, or just you know checking in, checking in. That I mean, yeah. But right, they have a real interest in kids, 
And I don't think, 99% of the time, I don't think it's a a bad thing, like a scary thing. Nefarious. Yeah, nefarious, thank you. Yeah. I don't think it is. I think they generally, they are not scared of kids. They're entertaining. And, you know, we're, I personally believe we're closely, in, I don't know where they fall in our family tree, but I think that we are related to most Sasquatch. It, so it's like watching a, you know, watching something other another animal that's intelligent. So I can definitely see them enjoying that. But then you have the other side of it with the paranormal Sasquatch. And a big right. side of that is the orbs. I Yeah. It's it happens too often. Even researchers like Tom Shea, he's personally seen a Bigfoot and then seen an orb. Mm-hmm. So there's it I think it's foolish to say that there's at least not some kind of connection there. I kind of go with maybe sometimes it's a similar, a different phenomena that likes the same habitat or follows one or the other. I don't know if they're directly related, but she was having uh, pictures of orbs. Sorry, we cut out. She was having pictures yeah. of orbs. Do you remember what color they were? Um, actually, if I remember correctly, these orbs actually look like they had people's faces in them. Oh, gosh. Hmm. I don't like that. And then that was good. Was yeah, you reminded me when you were talking that uh, I believe she said that somewhere, I don't know if it was her that property or her old property or it's somewhere around there. There's some Indian burials. Mm. So, see, uh, that gets it into the more of the the paranormal this, uh, side of it. This is an old, uh, you know, an old area that, you know, it's been inhabited for a long time it, it, by people. The Ohio River Valley. You're in there the was a, part of there, the Ohio River Valley. A, uh, there was a river that probably ran right through that area, if I'm not mistaken. And it was a kind of a decent sized river. So it would have been good to navigate on if you was an Indian, you know, back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a, a town up the road that, you know, it, I say town now, it's probably two or three houses, you know what I mean? But back in the day, it was a town because it, it's still on the map and everything, but <laughs> it's only got like two or three houses there. Um, it actually has some woods, and she told me that the name of the woods was the Haunted Woods, but she believed it was called the haunted woods was because people were getting in there and they were being, I don't know if you want to say stalked or, mm-hmm. you know, get followed spooked. out, followed through the woods. Yeah. yeah. So they, they contributed to ghosts or whatever spirits instead of what it actually is, which is a Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. I can get, so you know what all these this encounter reminds me of a lot? Is... Hawking. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. There's So we've talked about it. You've heard it, but everybody at home that may have not heard it, some of our earlier episodes, Hawking Hills State Forest, I personally believe, is one of our reproductive areas. It's something to do with the reproduction or breeding or something like that because they have more of that kind of encounters where it's the stalking, it's the following out, it's the making sure that you're scared and you leave. They don't right. hurt anybody, in my opinion, at least in this area. But they, they really freak you out, and they make sure you for sure is not coming back. Right, yeah. They make you uncomfortable. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. yeah like a dodge, yeah. And I think southern Indiana, so I personally believe that a lot of our, the Midwest shares the same Bigfoot. So the Bigfoots that are in Wisconsin, Michigan, northern Indiana, you know, any, the UP and stuff like that, 
they come down to the lower Midwest for the winter. Uh, so right. Southern Ohio, Southern Indiana, and it seems to, it seems to fit a lot, especially a lot of the interviews we've done and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It seems to really fit that mold. And I personally think that's when they're breeding. I think they go to these areas. You got a state forest with water, really rural. And that'd be a good area to meet where a couple families could meet or a couple, however they organize themselves. We don't know. I kind of go with the family thought myself. But uh, that's what most primates, including us, you know, how we divide ourselves up. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, But that's what you'd have to have. You'd have to have an area where different families could swap genes. And I think, I don't know, it kind of sounds like this may be one of those areas. It definitely sounds like a special area. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. It's special for 100%. Mm-hmm. It's one of those, and we got plenty more stories we're going to get into here in a little bit, but Southern Indiana, just like uh, just like that Southern Ohio, West Virginia corner, holds, like, I don't like the word magic, but holds something like magic <laughs> to where all all this special stuff happens. Like, right. you get a lot of Bigfoot activity, dog man, but then you get, like, the weirdos. Like the Ohio River Octoman, you know. Right, yeah. You get right. The, the really, like, Bigfoot's one thing, but the Ohio River Octoman is completely another. I thought you meant the weirdos like the uh, hobos. Oh, no, there's know. a lot of people, too. <laughs> the people are in that. <laughs> oh, it's, but. You know, like Monroe County, Monroe is only like 30, 40 miles from us, and, you know, it was on finding Bigfoot mm-hmm. and all that. So there's a lot of encounter stories up there, uh, you know, people. And I got some pictures I can send you of a guy that lives uh, up that way. And uh, he was out. We had a snow and nobody had been outside. And he got some footprints going on through his property, big footprints. I don't think he took a picture of them to scale them, but uh, has no explanation for him. I, guess, I think I got a picture they walk up and go over his barbed wire fence and mm. continue. <laughs> I I love those pictures of Bigfoot tracks. I've seen a couple similar ones, but like just either they push down the fence or they just step over like that. Right. And you're like, well, That's he went big... right to where there's a big post, so he could put they could put their hand on that and post just step and... over. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And back to her, uh, she uh, one of the pictures. Uh, I'm going to work real hard to get these pictures off of my computer. Hopefully they'll they still work that I can do it uh, in one of the pictures that she has. I'm pretty sure it has the alpha male in it and the other male. I, there's three big ones, but one of them is back in a thicket. And I really, I always have a hard time seeing it myself. I seen it better on her computer when she showed me, but uh, definitely you got from like the hip down of the alpha males walking off and uh it's more of the i want to say the patty kind of looking mm-hmm. bigfoot mm. what they look like that are not the uh these other different kinds that, that i've heard people talk about this they're uh, it's more of a uh, resembles patty with the thickness and everything one of the heavy guys or heavy girls yeah then, but yeah yeah it, big I mean, thick from animal the picture to me the thigh looks like it's as big around as me and i go 230 you know so, so when i had my bigfoot encounter it was definitely one of the the, the heavy set ones the big ones 
uh, and I've and we've had people on the show that have had that kind of stuff, and then we've had the ones that are the more thin ones and stuff like that, and short ones, and short ones, yeah, yeah little ones, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but why don't we move into some of your personal encounters you had in this area? And by the way, you've done amazing research. There's a lot of people we know that call themselves researchers that don't do that much stuff like that. Uh, well, that, you're a great I'm, researcher. I'm by far no kind of like you know my one of them. Bigfoot, Bigfoot guys. I do what I can do whenever I can do it because I do work in a factory and I don't have a whole lot of time and stuff like that. But uh, I do what I can do. And I'm, I, I have a girlfriend now who's uh, really interested in this stuff. So I think we're going to try to get out and see what we can do this summer. Awesome. That sounds like fun. Yeah. So, yeah. So Tell us some of your personal experience. My own yeah. personal kind of thing. All right. So when I was a very uh, young kid, I was like maybe eight. I remember going with uh, my cousins to some of their high school friends, which was by a lake that is by uh, where I live. And uh, it's a really secluded lake. It's different from the lake where the girl we were just talking about. It's a lot smaller lake. And it, you know, like there's probably millionaires that have lakes this size on their property, but mm-hmm. they call it a lake. It's a, and uh, it's also a state preserve and stuff. But back in the day when I was little, they had camping and stuff there. But for some reason, I don't know why it is, but there people say things through your life. And it may just be, you may have only met this person one time or whatever, and they'll say something and it'll stick with you and it'll stay with you your whole life. And I remember these people talking about the hairy man or whatever. I think that's what they called it, the hairy man. Well, they lived right down the road, a country road from this lake. And we went up to that spillway and walked up and climbed the dam and went over the top of the dam and we were standing there looking at the lake and over across the lake, which there's really nowhere. I mean, you'd have to walk through a bunch of woods and up a, a big hillside and everything to get to this. There was a little opening, but there was like a 10 or 15 or 20 foot drop, cliff drop down to the lake. And then from that cliff drop back to the woods, there was probably a 20 or 30 foot opening of green grass, a field Hmm. or whatever. And I can remember standing there. This was right after I heard them talking about this hairy man thing and something brown come out. We don't have bears. We didn't have bears in Indiana at that time. Come out of that woods and squatted down on that cliff thing and just sat and watched us and then uh i don't remember if they got freaked out or whatever i just we left and that just i always remembered that later in when i was older probably 13 or 14 years old or whatever i think it was probably that age we were camping out there and uh me and my cousin, which we, he was the same age as me, we grabbed our fishing poles and it was probably, well, it was dark, so it was nine or 10 o'clock at night, maybe. 
and we went down over the hill and where people tied their boats up and stuff like that. And uh, we didn't have a lantern or anything. We had some flashlights, but around uh, where you first pull into the lake there, they had some security lights, so it shined a little bit of light. And then, uh, so we were fishing for catfish there. And uh, we kept hearing something walking up on the road behind us. And uh, we thought it might have been our dad trying to scare us or something like that. But uh, then after a while, uh, this big limb broke and the crack, you know, it sounded like a tree coming down. It, it, it popped so loud. And uh, so me and him, we got scared and we rode, got our fishing poles up and went up back up the hill to where our parents was and stuff. And uh, the next morning when we got up at breakfast and stuff, we headed down over the hill. We was going to check it out and see where the, well, we ended up finding this tree limb that had broke. Mm. The thing was, it wasn't a, a dead limb. It was a green mm. tree limb. And it was probably 10 or 12 foot up off of the ground. Oh. And it was at least probably eight inches in diameter. So something mm. had to be strong to break that tree limb. So eight inches, sorry to interrupt you, but everybody at home, the people, I, I hear people think that sometimes say that like stuff like that, that's not hard, that hard to break. That's two four by fours. I'll give you $100 if you can break one <laughs> yeah. four by four with your hands. You know, eight inch diameter. You know, that's you. You can't break a four. A human can't break a four by four, let alone, you know, an eight inch no. diameter green, green. Right. right. It was green. Yeah. If it was dead, uh, dead wood, I that's something never different about right. it. I wouldn't even be thinking about it right now. But uh, it being green, me and my cousin was like, "What the heck? Mm -hmm. What could possibly have broke that?" And, uh, yeah, it freaked us out a little bit. I'm just trying to picture in my head how it broke it. Did it reach up and just pull it down? Or... I think it just, I think they snap or personally try to like pull yeah, itself it was, up. You know, it oh, yeah. It stuck off a tree at an angle and it just reached up and broke it down, it. I guess. Yeah. Trying to, you were probably, and we've had other people on the show too. I think you were probably in his fishing spot. <laughs> I got to get That's these kids moving. So for the, your first encounter, how old was the oldest kid in that group? It was me and my cousin. We were like 13, maybe for, 13, 14. When you seen uh, the brown creature watching you? Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, when that happened, uh, shoot, I don't remember how many kids there was with us, but it was a little, little, you know, there was a several group. teenagers and then me and I was probably the youngest. I don't know if there was any others that was my age or not i think it was just uh, other teenagers i think maybe my cousin may have been babysitting for me or something and i had to tag along with her <laughs> that's mm. another interesting thing is it's all groups of kids mm -hmm. again yeah in this area 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 ish having big you know these bigfoot like things because you know like you said on in the message you didn't personally see them in either of these encounters 
but it's very Bigfoot. Or you seen him in the first thing, but you didn't, you couldn't tell what it was. Right. Uh, but very Bigfoot like behavior. Like is, yeah. is what we at least what we understand is Bigfoot. Well, right close to there, I was talking to a coworker one day about this subject, and uh, he was telling me that he was camping out right up this road from there, probably within a mile. And um, he was laying in his tent, looking out the door of his tent, and he watched a brown one run across the field in front of him. Wow. I don't even know what I'd do. Like, that's not very far from where, uh, No, you know, I've seen not far from it. And like I said, this lake is pretty secluded. And uh, there was a lot of weird stuff. I, I could go back and get the old regional newspaper and stuff. One time there was a snake loose in there. You know, it was like a Loch Ness monster <laughs> deal going on, but it was a big giant snake. And it was made the newspaper two or three times. And then I remember wow. the local newspaper back in the day of like two or three UFO encounters people claimed to have out there. Yeah. So it was quite an active place it's, way back in the back it, in the day. It probably it. still is. I, I think I don't know. It's definitely from talking from you already. It's definitely one of these areas that is special. The state closed it down. They don't take care of it no more. They closed it down. Yeah, but uh, the state just quit taking care of it. So, so like they stopped maintaining the trails and stuff like that. So you. Right. Can you, yeah. do you know if you can legally still have, like, if you wanted to walk through the forest and stuff, could you still go back to that lake legally? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pretty sure you can do that. I'm, I know people that still fish on there, fish in the lake and stuff. Just, it seems like that's a heavy discouragement. Right. That you gotta, I, I mean, I walk through plants and stuff to go fishing, but I'm, I'm insane. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, that would definitely push a lot of people away. Most casual people. Casuals, sure. yeah. That's right. A, that's like really they sick. don't mow it or nothing like that anymore. They don't take care of it like that any at all. You just have to know it's there if you want to go there. Right, mm. right. Probably the only people that use it anymore are local people that know, you know, that's been really using know. it mm-hmm. their whole lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, that's how many times have we heard that though. The after Bigfoot encounters and stuff like that, or constant stuff. It don't matter if it's yeah. Bigfoot or not. Did they shut down the area or they kind of put a gate up or something? I'm wondering, too, if it's just some natural phenomenon going on there that draws all this stuff well, to it. Helltown, Ohio. Stuff when, like, yeah. when we talked about Helltown, like, you can, quote-unquote, legally go to Helltown still, but there's big gates right. saying that you can't. But they just put those up. Right. Right. I don't know. It's They definitely... It's just because it's state it's state land, so they're kind of walking that line of trying to discourage at least the majority of people. And that's at least in my mind. But I don't know. That's crazy. Without putting big signs up, yeah, big like the big one right out. behind me. Yeah, top no trespassing, top secret Bigfoot breeding area. Yeah, put that sign up. What have you really seen that sign with the USDA or US Forest Service logo on it? I think you might get a little bit more visitors than. Oh, I'd be taking it down and stealing it. <laughs> Yeah, that's where you got that one. Uh, shh. <laughs> yeah. No, so yeah, what other personal experiences do you have? I didn't mean to cut you off for so long. At, at, at one time, somebody had told me that they had seen somewhere where that lake was one of the top five places 
in the United States to encounter a Bigfoot. Wow. But I have never been able to find that. I've looked and looked and looked, and I could not find that anywhere. So but somebody had actually told me that once. I wonder. So the BFRO, we just had Rick Rallis on. Uh, he, he's going to be the week before this interview comes out. Uh, no, he's two weeks before this interview comes out. Sorry, podcast time travel. Uh, but the BFRO has those lists that, you know, they don't make them public because they don't want... 10,000 people to go out up. to that little lake and look right. for Bigfoot. But I may, we'll, we'll talk off air and stuff, and I may swing that by him and see what he thinks of that area. Hmm. Because he's one I really trust about this stuff, so I, that'd be kind of cool. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's crazy. So uh, my other um, th- weird thing that I had happen to me was when I was about the same age, 13 years old, uh, I went with my aunt and uncle to Georgia to uh, my father's uh, dad's house. So it was like the first time I met my grandparents Hmm. and my great-grandparents. They were my great-grandfather was 94 when I was there. But they lived out and uh, I just remember like you turned off their, the highway. My great-grandfather lived Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details right on the highway but then you turn on a dirt road a a dirt driveway and you went back to my grandfather's house well um they didn't have enough like my aunt had six kids of her own plus me on the trip so there wasn't enough rooms and beds and stuff to go around so i slept out on the front porch at my grandpa's house and um on a cot and the porch was screened in you know then then it had uh, shrubs around you know so it kind of had like privacy but it was just a screened in porch so basically i was like camping outside but i was in a, on a porch but uh so i was laying there one night and um uh, I heard these dogs barking way off in the distance. And uh, then as time was going on, other dogs started barking. It was like getting closer. So like I was like thinking, well, whatever this is, is coming this away. And I slowly followed the dog barks and it got. And then the next thing I know, I could hear whatever this was running up the driveway this is just a dirt driveway and i never ever even thought about looking because bigfoot wasn't even on my mind back in them days um never thought about it looking in the dirt for a footprint Mm -hmm. but whatever it was when the feed hit the ground i could feel it in my chest so 
I don't know how to, I've heard, I never really put two and two together till like when I started listening to Sasquatch Chronicles and I heard a lot of people describe the same thing mm -hmm. that when these things move, they could feel them inside their body. So that's why I was laying in that cot, scared to death and it stopped out in our front yard, out in my grandpa's front yard and uh, ate something. I don't know what it was. I could hear it crunching bones. Oh. I could hear it eating something. And that probably lasted five or 10 minutes maybe. And then it uh, got up and ran back out the way it came. Hmm and went back up the highway or whatever the way it came. I could hear the dogs barking exactly in reverse of the way it was when it come in. So like I said, I never seen nothing, but I don't know anything, any animal I do, that could rattle your chest when it run, you know, mm -hmm. that you could feel it in your body. The only thing that I've ever been around personally I've been around elk and stuff like that, and I've never felt like I've been close to elk. I never felt him walk. The only thing I've ever been close that I felt walk was a bison. Just to show you how big an animal it takes to actually, like you're saying, feel that movement in you is a very, very large animal. Yeah. I mean, dogmen don't do that. I, people talking about dog, and they don't feel them run because even though they're six, seven foot tall, they're normally a lot lighter built than. A Sasquatch. I'm just... And I could hear it breathing. You know what I mean? It was like... It was a... Just eating something. So it wasn't... Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it was it was uh, strange, and I was scared. Mm. Really scared. Rightfully so. <laughs> yeah, I was crunching on bones, You know, I wouldn't so. be going back to my grandparents' house. There's only a screen between me and whatever this right. is. Yeah, it's not that... that you can hear it back. eating bones. Yeah. Yeah. And it's only a screen. You know what I'd have been doing? Pooping my pants. Yeah. Literally. Because you mean, know you can hit you you know the difference. Something's eating something and then it cracks into a, a bone. Yes. Right. right. So uh, yeah, it was definitely eating something with bones in it. It almost makes me think like he snatched up his buddy's meal and then took off running away from like, him. Like I'm gonna go hide in this yard. <laughs> yeah, found a safe spot to chill out and eat it. I was thinking more roadkill, yeah. walking down the road till he found something. Oh, well, he said he was running, like sprinting away. Oh, uh, that okay. I don't know. No, I don't. I mean, Maybe took it from that dog. Who knows? I don't <laughs> yeah. know. It could be the other dog. <laughs> yeah, they do not like dogs. Maybe, Maybe he snatched the dog. Yeah, and took off. I think that's dogs. They do not like dogs. That's a hundred percent fact. I've I've witnessed that. It's because dogs know. Yeah. Yeah, dogs know. Trust dogs. Like I said, I don't know. I just know that it, it was big, whatever it was, and I and uh it was scary. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, imagine if it was just a I'm gonna say normal animal, even though Sasquatch may be a normal animal. But imagine it's a tiger or a lion through a screen door munching on bones. First right. off, you're not gonna feel that walking, even though tigers get pretty big. But that sound, and everybody at home, if you have not experienced an animal chewing on, like, cracking bone, mm -hmm. it is disgusting. It turns my stomach because I'm just... Is there a big wimp? I, I am. I'm, I get nauseous or easy because it's just like <laughs> that sound. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. 
It's not like chicken bones are a little different. I mean, you know, bird bones are a little different being hollow. They more like have a snap to them. But like what I imagine he's probably eating a raccoon or a small dog or something like that. That crunch mammal bone. Mm -hmm. I could I can remember like when my coon dogs used to bite and and, you know, when they they bite like the raccoon in the back of the neck and Mm -hmm. break its neck and stuff and I could the bones crack that crunch. I mean, it was nothing like it was way louder than that, but oh. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it may not have been because it was late and, you know, their sound travels pretty good when there ain't nothing. And it was just right there, 15 or 20 feet from me out in the front yard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think you heard the sound pretty good because uh, just a screen do- or a screen between you and it. Yeah. There ain't much yeah. amplifying or blocking that sound. No obstruction. There wasn't no like so far up there was a wall or anything either this was just a completely screened in porch so oh my gosh i could hear it very well yeah so what'd you do the next day did you like hey can i sleep in the house now (laughs) you know i didn't say anything to anybody or any i just didn't say nothing to anybody and like i said i never even occurred to me because like bigfoot wasn't really on my radar at that time yeah and uh and what actually the thing that happened at the lake with the tree limb probably happened after this. So, uh, yeah, I just got up the next morning, you know, and me and my cousins commenced to playing, you know, and hanging <laughs> out with friends. As kids do. Braver kid than me. Yeah. I was, such, yeah. I was so, believe it or, or not. We may have actually got up and went to, because uh, we went to the uh, little White House. President Roosevelt's uh, yeah uh, place he used to go Warm Springs Georgia he used to go there for the therapeutic springs you know because of the polio and stuff he had mm-hmm. so we may have got up the next day and went there I'm not sure or if not we just got up and started playing that was it hmm. yeah I'd have been up like crawling up the walls screaming the whole time. Like you're not, you're not letting me. I'm like I wouldn't leave the bathroom or something. For some reason, um, I've been blessed to be able to hold my composure on stuff. It doesn't matter really what it is. I've just kind of not ever really freaked out on something. Mm-hmm. And I've had weird, you know, a lot of stuff happen. You know, people. <laughs> getting hurt bad and stuff like that and having to take care of I think I might probably have to contribute that to uh, well I, a lot of it to going back to the military you know? oh yeah but uh, before that you know it was just that was just how I was the way it was I was kind of like the growing up and I was the grandkids and all my nieces and nephews and everybody they looked at me because I was the oldest one to be the protector guy mm-hmm. so i that you know i just never not saying i wasn't scared or nothing like that but i just don't show it on the in outside yeah you know i get that once i forgot to say it's top of the episode thank you for your service oh no problem but that's is that is that the final personal story you have or do you have another one yeah okay yeah. I will say, though, uh, I have did, like, on our town Facebook page, I've had several people post posts where they've, like, seen something. 
one guy even posted a picture of something he's seen, but it's not a Bigfoot. It has it. I'll send you the picture of the actual post. Mm, and it, it looks more like the goat man, but uh, oh, back you, in my hometown. You have a goat man too? <laughs> I'll send you the picture. Is this there guy a... just asked if anybody's ever seen this creature, and I've been trying to get a hold of him and find out what's up, but he has never responded to my uh, friend request and stuff like that. So, mm. Well, the government got these, him. I'll get, yeah. I think he moved away, but um, I know his dad. <laughs> so hopefully one of these days I'll get a hold of him and, and find out exactly what went on. But when I was a kid in our town, there was always the thing about, uh, it was called the cat man. And they'd be like, the mm-hmm. cat man's going to get you. Don't be doing, you know, don't get caught out there. The cat man will get you. And uh, I would huh. think that it, was probably a misidentified Sasquatch. Yeah. That's what I believe. I don't think we've heard of a cat man. So the only time I ever have was on, I'm sure you've heard the podcast, Barry, on Monsters Among Us. That was me and Emily's first podcast that like we got us into this stuff and everything. Uh, Derek does great. Derek's another Ohio boy. Literally, he went to school in Bowling Green. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. What? But uh, they had, he had a story on there where a, a kid seen, a, two kids seen a Black Panther and I think they were in Illinois, and they're like, okay, so, you know, they're watching it, watching it, watching it, and then it stood up and ran away like a man, and they're like, ah, you know, they were already thinking like they were seeing the coolest thing ever because it's like a big cat because they'd heard their dad talk about the big black panther that lives on the property. Mm-hmm. He's like, it doesn't mess with anything, but if you see it, you know, just just go the other way. Yeah. Uh, but then it stood up and ran away like a guy. I wonder if it was going right. to like Catman do Catman do, but no, I believe I I used to think before we started doing. The stupid Wi-Fi. I used to believe before we started doing this that like a lot of the Dogman sightings were misidentified Bigfoot, and I think some of them still are. Mm-hmm. But I used to not believe in Dogman at all, but now I fully do. I mean, we've had people we have talked to, so right? It's 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 a whole different thing now. But so I wonder. Daughter's well, story. So <laughs> what'd you say? I said I'll be telling you my daughter's story. Yep, so. that's the next one on my list. But. Uh... Yeah, there's always been some kind of weird stuff Damn. going on down in uh, in our town, so uh, I don't know. So, so far we've got a Bigfoot, <laughs> a Catman. A potential Goat Man. A Goat Man. Now, I got one question before we move on to your daughter's stuff. Uh, is there a government base around? Well, there's a military base, a Navy base. Mm. There's a Navy uh, base in Indiana? Yeah, that's strange. Yeah. What's the Navy? Crane, Crane Naval. Uh, they do, they, I don't know exactly what they do there. Uh, you know what's really actually, weird? I know, a, I know a guy that used to be a security guy there that had a Bigfoot encounter on that base. And uh, I don't know if the guy's still alive or not because he was quite a bit older than me. But his story made like the newspaper. You know what's weird is that so uh, in Idaho is Idaho the one with the finger? Yeah. Okay. So Idaho that has a navy base in the finger on a lake that's completely private for the government, and that that forest around there has some of the weirdest encounters in this country. And then if you that's- look at Point Pleasant, had the TNT plant 
that was actually being used as a secret government base. And there, they, these areas, I don't know. I think there's something there personally that whether it's purposeful or not. A, uh, they have a lake on there because I've actually fished in that lake. But uh, I want to say it was a munitions place, but I don't know what it does now. Hmm. Point Pleasant, West Virginia. The TNT plant mostly produced ammunition, quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely seems like one of these weird areas. So, are you okay yeah. to move on to your daughter's story? Sure, sure. Okay. I, Jay can't see my list, and I'm purposely doing that because it gets so, uh, it just keeps getting crazier. It does. Yeah, we're uncovering things, though. Oh, yeah. And here's the good thing: is since I talked to you last time, I actually had a chance to talk to my daughter more, and she told me more about it. Awesome. So, I have more details than that. It was her and. Uh, my stepson, I call him my stepson. It's a kid that I helped raise. Uh, he's actually from Kansas City, but he's my son's best friend. And I helped raise him, and he lived with me for a couple of years. And he come back last year for a little while. And uh, him and my daughter were coming back from a town down the road from us. And uh, so they were cruising, you know, 55 or 60 miles an hour. And uh, I think we're this encounter happened, happened to be a straight stretch. So I know that they were doing 60 mile an hour. And, um, she said off in the field off to her, which would have been a cornfield that had been harvested. Um, she seen this creature running. And now that I found out that the creature had a dog in its mouth and the dog, she said, looked, be as big as her dog well she has one of them brindle looking dogs that kind of look like a boxer but it's not a boxer yeah so like a 60 this to 80 dog pound dog goes 65 or 70 okay. 75 80 pounds her dog is a big dog mm -hmm. so anyway she says that she's looking and she's watching this thing and Brandon, my, my stepson, he confirmed to, you know, that they were watching it. And, uh, and my daughter knows her animals a little bit because she worked at, for the Trappers Association. And uh, she, you know, she knows them dudes off that do the Mountain Man show and stuff like that on the History Channel and stuff. So she's really into trapping and stuff. So she knows like raccoons, foxes, coyotes, stuff like that. She knows them. She says it wasn't nothing like that. So this thing's running with a dog in its mouth and it runs in front of her car. And she said that its back was higher than the hood of her car, which she has a Toyota Camry. Hmm. And, uh, it didn't have no hair on it. She said it, or hair that she could see, but she said it was ripped like a bodybuilder or whatever. And it run across the road in front of her and down over the bank and into the woods and was gone. And this is, and that, I was just said, this is still in your same town, same area? Yeah, right down the road from us, yeah. You need to move. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on? A bolt. So you either had, and there's some species of, of of canid that have that tight, tight hair, and I mean like tight, 
to where you probably couldn't see it. But I've never heard of a dog man ever that have had that have been described as either hairless or hair we couldn't see. Oh, did she did she say what kind of creature she even thought it oh, was? Yeah. She wants to say a chubacabra. Yeah, and found nothing like a chubacabra that I see because she said, uh-uh. it, it, you know, she said it was big. It was big. It wasn't, you know, like the ones I've seen on TV with the blue eyes and the little pocket yeah. things on the, their yeah. hind end and whatever. Nothing like that. It was way bigger than that. She said it was ripped like a bodybuilder. It's, just so some... it's, it's it's ripped, and then its back came to the hood or the roof of her car, right? Not the roof, the hood of her car, the front end of her car, up over the hood. So that would probably be four foot or yeah. whatever, three okay. or four foot tall. This is some. Was it running on all fours? Did I miss that? Running on all fours okay. with this is... with the dog in its mouth, and the dog was completely off the ground, wasn't dragging the ground. She said, "Did she? Did she tell you? I know this is all secondhand stuff for us, but did she tell you what the face looked like at all? Did she remember any of that?" Mm, no, she didn't really go into too much I'm, detail. I think she said more. It looked more like a coyote or okay. a dog or whatever. I'm sure that hanging dog was the mass, you know, majority of focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'd be watching. Like, oh, there's a what? there's a I mean, dead dog in its mouth. Just trying not to run into it. Oh, she I just sped up. It was coming straight oh, toward yeah. her. You know, across the field, like coming at her car toward the highway and then it just zipped in front of her car oh man didn't slow down or nothing my car is cheap i would have just turned and ran right into it i would have went over a ditch <laughs> a fence row i don't care i would have ran this thing over did she say what color the it that the creature was at all i want to say she said it was like gray like that gray blue hmm. yeah so it does sound like a souped up kind of version of the chupacabra kinda. the american chupacabra yeah which is like a zolotl dog, which everybody that don't know, that's the Mexican hairless dog. Or it's, it's got that blue-gray tint. That's what she's sticking with. You know, I, I said, you sure it wasn't, it looked like a, a dog man or wasn't a dog. And she said, I think it was a chubacabra. So that's what she's going with. So our season opener has already come out by the time this episode comes out. But it, we did the Puerto Rican chupacabra. And I'll tell you, right. either chupacabra, you could kick to death. I'm fairly certain. Not this. I don't think you could kick. This, this is not a chupacabra because I don't think if you kicked it, I think you'd be dead. Yeah, it's gonna right. rip your leg off and beat you to death with it. No, it almost sounds. Right. We did an episode on Patreon about devil monkeys, and some of the that's the size. And it, I don't think they're actual monkeys. I think they could be more canid. But you know, people see the snout and then the tail, and then you know, it kind of moving like a a human. Uh, I could definitely see the devil monkey angle because they're nasty. A lot of those stories are hyper aggressive, attacking cars, ripping up hoods. Like, right. why people are in them, like them trying to get the people out of the car. Right. Yeah. Still, one hell of an encounter, though. Yeah, no, it, I'm not trying. I'm not dismaying no. the encounter. I'm just saying it is an incredible. Oh, I'm not either. My mind is just like, and it's jacked. Yeah, <laughs> I would be scared. Yeah, that's I, what she said. That's exactly what she her words was. Jack. It was jacked. Bad. It was. Like because like, her boyfriend's kind of a bodybuilder kind of dude, you know. So she, she said it was definitely muscled. She mm. she should have told him to get out of the car and go fight it. Yeah, right. He wasn't he wasn't with it. Brandon was with well, her. Brandon body. was with him. Sorry. Or, yeah, they're, they're friends. And he's was, the one. Uh, he's the one that actually had the reptilian 
encounter in uh, Kansas City. Dang it, you spoiled uh, it for Jay. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm just picking on you. I'm picking on you, David. Uh, no, but this is a crazy... I don't know if I'd call this a dog, man, but I don't know if I'd call it a devil monkey. I'd call it a hybrid uh, experiment that's, now it, that got I'd free. It, it yeah. does. It's it's either that or... Or freak of nature. I was going to say, no, for the end, portal areas. Like, oh. this could be a... like I, I'm a big thing with like these really, really weird cryptids that are kind of one-off. I believe everybody that believe if, talking to you and you know I know you, I believe everything you've told us and I will believe everything you tell us. So to me, that leads me to more of the interdimensional idea that these are right. not native to here. Like Sasquatch, I believe, are native to at least somewhat native to this earth. But these things are weird, weird, jacked. Yeah, and like I said, this area is kind of strange. You know, there's a lot of strange. <laughs> yeah. Put it mild. <laughs> it's the kind of strange. We should. We got to talk to Tony about doing that documentary out there. Yeah, that'd be. Love sweet. David. Take us around. This is where the reptilian was. This is where the dog man was. This is where the cat man was. So yeah, the story about the reptilian yes. was. Uh, Brad was telling me that uh, him and his girlfriend were coming back from the casino in Kansas City, and. Uh, I don't remember the road or anything like that, but they like popped over a hill and this thing literally walked in front of them and looked down at them and just kept on walking, walk off the side of the road. And then I guess disappeared. And, uh, he swears his girlfriend swears to it. And then he swears to it that, that, that he's seen it, it was a reptilian, like, you know, a lizard head, and it was probably seven foot tall. Uh, did he just? It, it was walking on all four or all or two legs, right? Right. Did it have? I don't. Oh, once again, secondhand story. Did did he tell you if it had yeah, a tail yeah, or anything? I don't know that much about it. I just know that he told me that he's seen a reptilian, a walking lizard. Yeah, and then we got off on other subjects, and uh, he never. Uh, elaborated too much more about it and then he went back to kansas city and i haven't really got to talk to him hmm. much since then but uh like i said he just said like he didn't say if it had clothes on or if it was a you know you know like a it was a human that transformed into a reptilian was walking across the road or anything like that all i know is uh he said it had a lizard head and a lizard body and it was like seven foot tall and walked in front of his car and he stopped to keep from hitting it in it so he saw it got a real good look at it you know we've been doing this for a while and i've been reading this stuff for a while i can't think of any other lizard man or reptilian from indiana no well, this was in kansas city kansas oh it's kansas city kansas yeah i can't think of one from kansas or Missouri. I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. Yeah. I don't think he's from Kansas anymore. <laughs> no. That's, that's crazy. We know of one down south. And, you know. Well, I know there was a reptilian story out of Evansville, which was southern Indiana, about some woman that got, I watched it on one of the shows, where the woman got attacked in the Ohio River. And it was a reptilian thing, and the military showed up to her house. Was that in Evansville, and, Indiana? Yeah. 
Because that that sounds like the green clawed beast. And it's not far from that uh, Stottsville or whatever, Kentucky. It's that where that uh, Bigfoot stuff was going on mm-hmm. back in the day. But uh, I, it's just right across. I mean, the river's right there, and then you go not really far, and you'd be at there. Spotsville, I think, is the name. But uh, back to the reptilian yeah. uh, thing. That's about all I know on that. I don't really can't give you that much more detail. I just know that he's my stepson and he's never lied to me about anything. So I don't believe that he was lying. I mean, that'd be a big lie. That's what I believe he's seen. I I believe it all. (laughs) That's the thing is it's crazy. Mm -hmm. Not because it's it's just so much. And I know that one was in Kansas City, Kansas, but the rest of it being in your kind of home area it's it really and then the government base i especially specifically right. the naval base yeah it's strange in indiana yeah, but that's the same one in idaho right exactly there's a, a naval base in idaho where it has all that weird stuff that's not connected to anybody of water except a lake and they right. test if you look it up everybody at home I, I forget the name of it look up what that purpose of that naval base in idaho is it's for submarine testing well see this one it has its lone lake on it it's not connected to no no uh, mm-hmm. ocean or anything. It's in the middle of the hills in southern Indiana. Right. <laughs> what a very strange spot to put a naval base. A naval base, yeah. Yeah. What am I even going to title this episode? The David Spectacular, Bigfoot, <laughs> Dogman, Catman, Lizard Man. What I miss? Shoot, I just, Chupacabra. You know, Chupacabra. The stories I hear and I check, you know, and I believe these people, you know, like I said, the woman, I've got the pictures and stuff. So I totally 100% believe her. And then I know what I experienced. Right. And then the rest of your family. Yeah. And my, you know, that didn't even go into the ghost. I mean, like I had ghost in my house and, uh, I had a uh, reading with a uh, psychic one time, and he literally, he told me before we started that he didn't use names or nothing, but if a name come through, he would say it, and he was talking about some uh, uh, an older gentleman that was on my property, and uh, said that he's real particular about things where things go and stuff like this and said some other thing and then he said and uh, oh he said something about uh, fishing poles and fishing and stuff and then uh, he said well I'm getting a name and he come through with the name and he said Fred well Fred was my grandfather he didn't live on that property but he lived in a property like a half a block away hmm. And Fred was the only grandfather that ever took me fishing. Mm. And uh, so that was really weird. So can you tell us a little bit about your ghost stuff? Unless you got to go. I ain't rushing you. No, uh, uh, in my house, uh, this same psychic told me that, uh, that I have an older woman that haunts my house. She don't, I guess she's real... Uh, OCD cleaning cleaning or whatever, but uh, I said, well, she must be going crazy. <laughs> she must be. 
<laughs> She'd hate and my then, house. Uh, <laughs> thinking the same for this place. My mother. Uh, I've had people. I guess they're they. I've been sitting in my house and had a friend of mine sitting there, and uh, some dishes rattled in my kitchen, and my friend said, uh, "Did your mom die in this house?" And I said, uh, "Yeah, she did." And uh, he said. She's in the kitchen. And then, like I said, right, then some dishes rattled or whatever. And then uh, I had that very same psychic tell me that my mom uh, haunts that house. I'm not going to say haunt. They visit. They hang you know out. I mean? Yeah, they come see you. Yeah, they visit. They come and they check on see, you. See, I don't personally, and this is my personal opinion, I don't think there's such a thing as a ghost as in a human ghost. I do think there's entities and stuff. I do believe our loved ones can visit us. Yes, totally. That's not a ghost, it, in my personal opinion. That's your mom just coming to check my, on you. Yeah, my daughter's heard my mom's voice. My mom, we used to drop my kids off there every morning when I would go to work, and my mom would get them and send them off to school. And I had a younger sister that was still in school, too. So there's a, my mom used to holler at them every morning. She had a... Mm-hmm. Specific, you know, she'd holler, tell my sister and then my daughter to get up, get ready for school. And my daughter says she clear as day heard my mom holler at her one morning. And there wasn't nobody else in the house but her. So, yeah, I clearly believe that they come in and out and then you know and times when you need them they show up and if you ask for their help they'll come and help you as best they can right i just even think that presence is help enough sometimes just to know that somebody is looking out for you <clears throat> yeah uh but yeah it, so i think your family is kind of similar to my family in the aspect that you guys are open, and that may be why you've had these experiences. And right. all of them, you know, the Bigfoot, the you know, the dog man, whatever it was, the lizard man. And I think that plenty of people have these experiences. I just think their mind throws it away immediately if they're not open to this stuff, if they're not open to the other side, if they're not open to the possibility of other entities sharing this place, that they just kind of... Excuse me. They, it's a whole good. They categorize it away. I just seen a bear, even though it was seven foot tall and green in the middle of the highway. Right. I just seen a bear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you know, it's jacked. And it's carrying a dog. It was just. I a just bear. seen a dog. A dog bear. Right. It's just. So kind of like I did when I had my encounter, and I just got up and started playing the next yeah. day. Yeah. It wasn't real. It wasn't. That, yeah. Right. And I think a lot of people. I so I, I guess what I'm getting at is I don't think that the encounters are uncommon. I just think it's uncommon for people to recognize it. Yeah, a lot of times people just don't say nothing because they don't want people to make fun of them and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. They don't care, you know what I mean? I just tell them what I think, and it, they can like it or not like it, or they're curious, they'll ask me questions. If not, you know, I'm okay with that, too. It don't bother me none. But I was going to get back to, uh, I had the, deal I just run in by accident with my co-worker at yep. work and uh, I was uh, talking about a dog man actually I think I was talking about my daughter's encounter 
and uh, then she started telling me about or I can't remember if I, no, it wasn't her. I was talking to somebody else and they said, oh, you need to talk to this guy because he's seen something. So I went and I talked to him in which I know he's a deer hunter and stuff. So he knows stuff in the woods or whatever. But on his way to work one morning, there was a creature that run toward his car and he don't know what it was. He can't identify what it was. But my coworker that I actually work with was in a car like right behind him when it happened. So she got a really good look at it. Only thing I can do is I can send you a picture of what it was, but it kind of actually reminds me of, and actually I got the picture off of the Mountain Monster website of like the Kentucky Hellhound or yeah. something like that. It's why it's, she said it was all actually the one I got the picture I got is black, but she said that this thing was white hmm. and it jumped from, so the lane that she's coming in town. So the lane in, on her driver's side is empty and this thing is in her lane and it jumped from a dead standstill. She said from her lane across the other lane, across the shoulder of the road, which the shoulder is almost as wide as a lane of, of traffic when it come down on the ground. So that's quite a, that's probably what a 10 or 12 foot leap at least. At least. Yeah. So like I said, I showed her that picture. I can show you, uh, I can send you the picture and show you what she said it looked like. Um, I haven't got to talk to the guy yet and show him the picture to see what he says. But, uh, yeah. So there's another weird creature that she's seen it three times now. Hmm. And so the one she got a picture of was black, but you said she's seen a white one too. Well, the picture that I got that she says it looks like was white, a, a black creature, but she said this creature was white. Okay. Sorry, I get confused easily. It doesn't take much. Yeah. I knew one was white, one was black. But I don't know. It's kind of weird that we just didn't, you know, we did an episode on the white thing, which is kind of reported as a big white dog. But we also done episodes on the black shuck, which is kind of reversed. The black shuck is the big, scary black wolf that's probably good. <laughs> and the white wolf is the big, is the big white wolf that is probably bad. Well, um, back in the day, a uh, few years ago, it's been a while, but we, there was a guy who actually raised wolf hybrids up the road on on this road. And I was told that when he got done, he just turned his turned them loose. <laughs> so I'm thinking maybe instead of white, it was more of a gray. Yeah may be one of these hybrids they're big too that's still running around yeah uh indiana i will that's say this theory now whether it is or not i don't know like i, I said i said you need to start traveling with your uh, phone in your seat <laughs> yeah. flip up so and take that you've picture seen it three Dash times cam. you know maybe you'll get to see it again and you can get a picture they need to have one of them uh like 
cameras on top of their car, like the Google mm-hmm. Google Maps. Well, she cars. used to have a GoPro, but it quit working. Shoot, no, we so, need 360, 360 you know, everything, every view, yeah, of the yeah real time. But no, I mean, uh, there, so Indiana, from my personal experience, I used to breed and sell reptiles and amphibians, right? Uh, and I'd go to reptile shows in Indiana, but it was exotic, it wasn't reptile shows, it was exotic animal shows, and you could go get whatever you wanted. Indiana has, I don't believe in a lot of uh, legislature for this stuff, like a lot of laws, but Indiana has like none. It's it's too much. It's wild west. Because you can have that. You could have a guy breeding Wolves. wolf dogs and just release them. Yeah. You know. Right. Indiana is weird too. You can have I get the reasoning. You can have a king cobra without a permit in Indiana, but you can't have a pygmy rattlesnake. Hmm. And a pygmy rattlesnake is just going to make you swell up and a king cobra is going to kill you. Kill, yeah. Right. <laughs> but the reason is cuz it can't survive the winter. Mm. Oh wow! We're protecting the snake. It's not the people it's biting. Yeah, it, if you yeah, that's that's the rules. <laughs> but there used to be a guy on County Line. Do you remember the guy that used to have wolf hybrids? Ooh, it sounds familiar. When he said so, it, it sounded familiar. Yeah, to me. on County Line, the road I used to live on, uh, I drive to Lima, which is a town nearby, and I seen a wolf cross in front of me on the street. Almost hit it, and I'm calling my mom. Nobody believes me. And I come back and it's just sitting there in the yard. And I'm like, that's it. And so I went home and I got that because it's only like two miles from where I used to live and came back. Yeah, the guy bred them. They were just male and female that were were trained and they'd stay in the yard, but all the pups were like psychotic. I think I know who you're talking (laughs) about. Oh, you used to see it's a big log cabin on County Line. Okay. Right when you cross the border. I know where you're talking about. Okay. I know right where you're talking. Yeah, about. I mean everybody. Yeah, had two big wolves in the front of the yard. Yeah, that. Oh, that house. Yeah, yeah. go try to rob that house. <laughs> yeah. uh, we used to play. It, here's a. I haven't gotten many side tangents because you've done such a great job of keeping the show flowing. But I'm going to take one now. We used to play a game when we went to Chicago. Chicago's a really horrible place. Really horrible place. Anybody that mm-hmm. and it's not. If you're from Chicago, I'm sorry, but you know whether you pretend it's horrible or not, you know it's bad. Uh, but there would be these little tiny women that'd be out like at six o'clock walking and stuff like that. But they'd have like these Burmese mountain mastiffs and stuff like that. You know, they'd have a two hundred pound dog <laughs> with them. And the joke right. was always like, uh, "It was Zach I was with." It was always like, "Zach, go steal her purse." <laughs> yeah. Zach, go run up and just try to grab her. Yay! Yeah, <laughs> he'd crush that dog would crush your skull in two seconds. Oh man. <laughs> Any other stories for us, David? I can't believe the ones you've given us. This has been great. I believe them. I can't. The amount of variety is insane. Mm-hmm. No, not off the top of my head. I don't. Uh, not thinking of anything else that uh, that I can share. Uh, well, this has definitely been a an awesome episode. Yeah, a wild I, ride. Everybody at home is going to love this, but. I want to thank you for taking the time to come on and hang out with us and tell us this stuff. It means the world to us that you would share it with us right off the rip. Thank you. Thank you. It means the world to me that you give me the opportunity to, like I say, I follow you guys. I rep you, you know, out in public. I, yeah. you know, I pass the word. I try to get the word out. So, um, yeah. Well, we appreciate it, David. Yeah. Spreading the love. But- yep. You know, so we're going to end the show. You know, like I said, I'm going to oh. do some follow-up this uh, spring and stuff. You know, from the time that I met the girl with the 
the first encounter I talked about, you know, my life went, has been through a lot of ups and downs and, you know, so I haven't really got to focus on stuff like this. Really. I, I do the Bigfoot conference in Gatlinburg every year for the last three years, I think. And then I've done Crypticon the last two years. So, uh, you know, I'm starting to get back into it. It's something, like I said, my girlfriend, she, uh, she's into it. She's like, it is, a, it, we already book our hotel for the Bigfoot <laughs> conference, you know, so hopefully we'll get out there and, uh, may I get some, uh, evidence and I can send you. I was going to say, can we, can we guarantee a follow-up episode? Yeah. I, like I said, I'm going to go out and talk to, uh, the girl and see, and then, uh, Maybe I can get her to dig and get her stuff out, their cast and stuff. And yeah, I get amazing. pictures and stuff of it and stuff. And uh, like I said, and uh, I'll do some follow up and get back with you. Awesome. So I got one more compliment before we wrap it up, and I kind of already said it earlier, but I've never heard you call yourself a researcher, but you definitely are, or an investigator, whatever you want to call it. You have done more work for this one case than most people that call themselves expert investigators or Bigfoot experts, which I hate that word or, you know, whatever. Like, and we know, we know really great people in this field and we know really poor people in this field. And the amount of work you put into this, this one case or this one area is uh, extraordinary to me. And I just wanted to say, thank you. No problem. Said a lot of, there's a lot of people that believe this stuff, but, in my area, people just, they don't acknowledge it really. You know what I mean? That's the Midwest. And, uh, so it's kind of hush-hush. So mm-hmm. when I happen on to stuff, I try to track it down and, you know, get to the source and mm-hmm. find out as much about whatever the story happens to be. Find out as much about it as I can. That's awesome. So we're going to close it out. And you know how we end the shows. So on the count of three, we'll all scream by. And then the outro will play. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, David. Thank you again. Three, two, one. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Crips of the Corn podcast. Please share with a friend you think would like us. It's the best way to help our show grow. Leave a comment, rate us, a five-star review. And remember, there is always extra content on Patreon slash CryptoTheCorn.com. And don't forget, stay magical. American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Code STAPLE20. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.